2021 taught us that like there's a lot more inside of us than we thought. We can bring a lot more to the table than we thought. And a lot of our limitations that we put on ourselves were just limitations we put on ourselves. It's like you can push through. And if you can push through, there's another level. 2021 like demanded it out of us. And when we did it, we were like, oh, we did it. We made it through the year. We shot all yeah. these weddings. Oh, we shot awesome weddings. We were, uh, there's more inside of us and inside of our business. All right, hey everyone, welcome back to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared, alongside Mr. Jason McCutcheon and Mr. Bobby Burns. Uh, here for another awesome season of the Wedding Film School Show. We've been away for a little bit. Yeah, we, now, we had a little bit of a, a little bit of catching up to do. We are <laughs> ready to come back, rocking and rolling. This uh, is our first episode, Jared, in our new studio. <laughs> it is not really whoa. as we had pictured. <laughs> I know we we have uh, we have Bobby coming in from uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Hello, hello. My, myself and Jason are piping in from the great state of Massachusetts. Mm. Um, and we um, we thought that we would come back, chime in after just a crazy wedding season, and um, yeah, reintroduce the Wedding Film School Show season two, and uh, talk a little bit about 2021, talk about some of the things that we um, experienced personally, um, and then maybe also hint at some things that we might be doing here in the future, um, and just launch into this awesome new season. So, Jay, how are we feeling? Jared, I'm doing great. Like I said, this is our first episode in this new studio, which is like not what we had pictured. Um, it's not done yet. We're literally sitting in a room, if you're listening to this and not watching it, um, sitting in a room uh, with unfinished drywall around us and a black background a la like high school uh, AV class. Um, yeah, if, if you're going if you're back not, to your roots, if yeah. you're not a wedding film school member and, and you know, you don't have access to the video, I would recommend just getting a subscription at least for a day just to see <laughs> the jankiness of our studio right now. It's like we're in a, a underground tunnel and it probably sounds a little bit like we're in an underground tunnel, but uh, we're currently revamping our studio space here. We're going to have something that's uh, appealing to look at <laughs> eventually <laughs> uh, but as we're finishing up construction this never-ending construction project it uh it definitely has uh roots back to av class in high school for yes sure. <laughs> so this episode it'll be, it'll be worth the five dollars just to see how you, just to yes. see you guys set up yes, yes. and our, our beautiful faces too of course. so bobby oh, yeah. how was your holiday holidays it was good it was good i mean we're uh we're coming up and we're, we're recording on new year's eve right now guys we uh we don't quit for you. We work hard, even on holidays. Uh, but yeah, you know, did Christmas with the fam, that kind of thing. So that's great. Um, good time. Yeah. So this episode, we wanted to talk about what did 2021 teach us, um, specifically about wedding filmmaking. Um, I guess we can divert into other things, but as wedding filmmakers, the industry, obviously, there's a thing called pent-up demand that happens when an industry gets shut down, which I don't really know what would cause a shutdown, but there, <laughs> there was some reason we had a disruption. <laughs> and there was a disruption, and then there was pent-up demand, people who didn't get married. So many people, I think, had an experience of crazy amounts of weddings, more than they usually did. Um, I know for us, we did... I would say about 70% more weddings than we normally do. Jeez. Um, you guys already do a lot to begin yeah, with. Yeah, we did crazy amounts. So there was like a combination of A, we had normal natural growth that we would normal experience. Yeah. And then we had our reschedules, which was unnatural growth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we were, I, I want to say at the end of the year, we did 210 Jeez. weddings. Um, that's obviously extreme, um, but I just know plenty of filmmakers who normally do 25, who are doing 40, we're doing 50. That's probably a lot of people. There's probably also, and I've heard this too, some people who 2021 screw either because where they were in their business um, or in their market, they felt like 2021 was actually kind of a flat year. But either yeah. way, it wasn't a normal year for anyone, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, so we're I gonna talk about anybody that. who just does like 20 a year and has done that for, you know, 10 years, 15 years, whatever, uh, did the same number. No. Yeah, the market you know? kind of just, it seemed to, by market, I mean couples, 
Couples mm-hmm. just seem to have like reshuffled themselves, maybe. Yeah. Like they're yeah. booking with either like if you're a really I, I can't explain it, but it just seems like they 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 got together behind our backs and just <laughs> reshuffled How the whole they? industry. <laughs> so there's a lot of weird <laughs> well, stuff if, going on. And if anybody's interested, why we had you know our little break here on a wedding film school? That's I think it was a what was it 210 weddings you guys did? That's uh yeah. There it is for you right there. It's a combo of um, the weddings, and to be honest, um, the biggest reason is probably we had to Redoing shift the studio. We had to shift spaces. And we said, hey, let's go for it. Let's do something. We'll talk about the next episode, which is going to be what's next for Wedding Film School. But we said, let's go for it. Let's go all in and really push Wedding Film School to the next level. So we made a little sacrifice. uh, When we, every time we say next episode, can we just drop like a little like Dr. Dre, like five second? uh, (laughs) I mean, I think I can. I love that. That's the best idea you've ever brought to the table here, Bobby. (laughs) Wow. Is this, um, which table are we talking about? The, uh, this, white oh, table. this, this white table. This we white table we just found ta- in the hallway. Right, there we go, yeah. <laughs> this table. Um, so, so this episode, we're going to talk about what did we learn as wedding filmmakers from 2021? What did it teach us? And so um, I'd love to start with you, Bobby. Um, mm. What did you learn from 2021 as a wedding filmmaker? What did, what did this weird year teach you? Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of things, uh, as we kind of alluded to in the beginning, like, everybody had a different year uh most people it was a crazy year it was an up year you know you guys do 150 normally or something and you did 210 um for me my 2021 and we kind of talked about this you know the, the opposite side of that spectrum mine was you know overall you know it's hard to say for sure it was probably a, a little bit of a down year my 2021 was similar to my 2020 but my 2020 was only slightly down. Whereas a lot of people I think were just like, I shot zero weddings, you know? Um, So I shot, I typically try to do 15, um, but I've also been kind of like paring that number down anyway. So it's kind of hard to say exactly, you know, all the the things. Um, But yeah, my 2020 and my 2021 both did, you know, 10-ish, give or take a little bit. So, so definitely a down year. I'm hoping 2021 kind of gets back. But I think one of the one of the biggest things that I learned, um, among other things, is like how much, you know, and we kind of harp on this a little bit just in a general sense. But like, look, being creative is important. Creating good work is important. And it's important for your client. It's also important for yourself as an artist. You know, that's why most of us get into this. But time and time again, I think over the years, we see people kind of just forgetting the business side of it and that it's also a business. And I think there is no year, you know, more than 2021 where we were proven just how important the business side of things is. Like we were collectively as wedding filmmakers thrown into so many new scenarios um, where you just needed to to know what you were doing. Like you needed to know how are you marketing in, you know, within a, a global pandemic? Can you market or do you have to change your marketing? Um, how are you going to handle shooting? Like if you went way up, right? If you shot like 50% more weddings, how are you gonna cover those weddings? How are you gonna have a work-life balance? How are you gonna, um, you know, if you're using second shooters, do you have enough second shooters or do you have teams? Or do they know what they're doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of people who brought on, you know, maybe some second shooters that were more of somebody to hold a camera and pretend like they're doing something, you know? Um, And then I think, you know, one of the biggest things, and I know in our kind of pre-meeting, Jared, you mentioned this, and I know this was a big thing too, that you saw posts and posts and posts of, Right for the first time ever, really, we had cancellations, postponements. Um, you know, not ever in the industry, but cancellations and postponements that were not just somebody being like, I don't, I don't know if I want to do it anymore." Like it was due to COVID or due to restrictions, or so. Like, how do you, as a business, like everybody had to adapt basically in so many different business sentences, and that was a big one. Is how do you handle that? How do you enforce that? Right. <laughs> And, and do you stick, you know, stick to your guns or when is enough is enough? Like we had, I mean, I feel like we saw people who 
were like, hey, this couple is rescheduling for the fourth time, you know, something like that. Or, hey, our restrictions are limited to 100 people, but they want 150, so they're canceling and they want their retainer back. Like, Are you saying that man, clients don't always have our best interest at heart? Well, we've already discussed how they met behind our backs and collectively shifted, so. But yeah, I don't know, like, just like, man, did we really see the importance of like, have your business figured out, have your contract be rock solid, like know how to operate in these very, very weird scenarios. Well, and it's like, professionalism is about like, I kind of laugh because I do understand when people are like, oh, my clients are my friend, Jared, like, I want them to be my friends. Like, and, and there are clients who are my, my friends. My clients are my friends. Sometimes they're my friends. Most of them. A lot of them. I would say, though, it's like, they're not my friends in the way that my friends are my friends. My, yeah, yeah. my friends, I mean, like, wouldn't screw me ever. Like, that's yeah. what a friend would do. Like, a client yeah. is your client. Yeah. And, like, and, and they, I think. They can be both. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, there's a. I have never, I would always say, I have, COVID has taught me that like, if it's good for them and not good for me, they'll do what's good for them because, and that's being a business person. And so like, when you have a level of under, like when you think that the client, um, which I think this is more of a 2020 lesson, I guess, but 2021 was more like the residual effects of, did you make good decisions in 2020? And I was going to add on to what you said, like, that I think is more what, like the way I see what you're saying was like the decisions you made in 2020 that were good business or bad business decisions, like the seeds you planted, like became your fruit for 2021. And it was like yeah, instant karma. It. it was like instant karma for people. Like, yeah. like, <clears throat> like that. F- I remember like the world slowing down for me in like March um, when the shutdown happened. And Jared and I were like, like bullet time, like yeah. <laughs> with our business. And I you was this like, weird perspective. You like launched out of the atmosphere and you could see it from like, yes, you know, and I was like, if we don't, if we, this is what is going to happen. We're going to have more weddings than ever. All these people, a bunch of these people are going to try to screw us. So we had a contract problem to fix. I had to get yep. a staffing problem fixed all these major issues. And if, if we don't get this solved in the next 30 days, we are going to be absolutely screwed. Yeah. So we didn't say anything to our clients until we knew what was gonna we were gonna say that was gonna keep us from having a totally screwed 2021, and like and I don't mind saying like we in 2021 like we made more money than ever, yeah, because of the way we handled 2020, and the well, business. Yeah, I think everybody was faced with this decision that was just like, how am I going to do this there's a, do- a barking everybody... dog run, running around this building by the way so I, was, <laughs> I don't know where the dog is it's an easter egg again See if you can spot it we're, we're in the underground the, right uh, now we're like yeah war-torn the, uh... syria <laughs> um, um i i wanted to bring up too just you know it does seem like forever ago it's almost two years ago uh, since since yeah. all this went down and we were like everyone's having this mad scramble of like what do you do and I, I just remember going through a lot of these facebook groups and just talking to a lot of professionals being like well, you want to have a heart. Remember the conversations people were like, you know, don't profit. I remember talking profit. about that on Clubhouse. Yeah, don't don't profit <laughs> off of the pandemic. It's not, their, it's not their fault. Right. Yeah. And so we had this whole climate of like feeling empathetic towards our clients. And now, Bobby, to your point, and we talked a little bit about it in the pre-show, like people are much more cutthroat. Like, hey, if you're yeah. going to pull this crap, like there are other options and people know what those options are. So well, I feel like and nowadays you can be, you know, you can still be empathetic. Yes. Like I, I, you know, I personally didn't charge rescheduling fees within reason. Like, yeah, our restrictions fluctuated all the time. If you like, there was a time where you could not have a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, so like literally not like, could not even, yeah, attend. not like you yeah. couldn't have like 150 people. Like you couldn't have five. So I was like, all right, and they work with me, you know, to find a new date. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I get it. But there were also people who, like, I have a wedding that did not work with me to find a new date. Like, they had a lot of challenges. So I totally understand why they had to reschedule or why they chose to. And, you know, but they didn't uh, confer with me on their new date. And I'm booked. And I, I, I am trying to find somebody to cover yeah. it. I might edit it and whatever. But, like... 
I was pretty clear. I was yeah. like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry. No, there's no retainer. going. The, there's a difference like between that, so. the person that's willing to just say, like we had one client who was like a month before the wedding, hey, we, we canceled. And then yeah. I call the venues. Like, they're like, oh. they canceled in January. They canceled like five <laughs> yeah. months ago. They literally lied. <laughs> Never told us about it. And they're like, we want all our money yeah. back. And I was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I think you can be a back. good business person and you can be empathetic at the same time. They aren't mutually exclusive, but you know, I mean, yeah, kind of what we found is like, Hey, where's the point as an industry where, and not in like a malicious way necessarily, but yeah. like, where's the point as an industry where we're starting to get taken? Well, advantage and also of? the part of like, when you look at <clears throat> what does it mean to be a business person, right? Does it mean yeah. you just have, I'm a business person, so I have contracts. I do business. Here's my yeah. contract. It's like, well, Here's, that's yeah. like one little part of being a business person is contracts. The other parts are like marketing, sales, yeah. Um, yeah. enforcing like, your contract. Have you built a contract? have you built a brand that can handle um, a rush in yep. terms of like demand? Do you have well, email systems like all the things that ended up happening? Like I always say, like, can you make your own rain? So like, yeah. if you need more sales, can you get them? Can you create sales yeah. if you need them? It was like 2020 kind of created a scenario where that became important. And 2021 taught you, if you did a good job, like I end of the year feeling like relative, like I don't want to pat myself in the back or Jared, I do, I'll pat Jared on the back. How about, I'll give Jared <laughs> all the credit. Um, <clears throat> I feel like i um, really proud of the business we built. And of course the art we create, but like when I look at like my monthly reports of my sales and also the clients and all the things we were able to do despite the really challenging scenarios, like that's a character thing. That's a people thing yeah. too, but it's also a business thing. Yeah. And I think Domination. a lot of people's businesses, I don't know if this is true. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to hear you guys' opinion, but like, do you think some people's businesses who that are wedding filmmakers took a hit in 2020 that they're never gonna recover from? Yes, so I think like one of the things I've kind of been, you know, for the last couple of minutes been like, ah, oh, this is kind of like the, the condensed version of what I think I was saying is that, and I think it falls right in line with that, is that, you know, we had this, we had, we had people running their business very much as a business pre-COVID, right, pre-pandemic. Yes. I mean, you guys are definitely in that. You have multiple teams. Now you definitely grew. You took on more. You expanded, et cetera, through that. But like, there are people who are running their business as a business, and there were artists out there just making films. And there were people that were in the middle doing both very, very well, right? Yep. But like, you kind of ran the spectrum as far as like how, prof and it doesn't mean you're unprofessional, but like, some people it's a business, some people it was, you know, whatever. If you and are unprofessional, you're probably screwed. Well, that's the thing is I think basically what, what the last two years has done and we really saw it in 2021 too is like if you were just like, oh, you know, I love just making wedding videos. I don't know. I don't really have like a contract or yeah, whatever you want to pay. You know, like basically if you weren't running a business, you were forced to start running a business. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't do that in 2020 – and you didn't make some of those changes, and you didn't figure some things out, you probably took a hit that, you know, of the level that it will, it might not shut you down for the rest of your life or anything, but like it probably has a permanent little crater impact on your overall growth for the rest of your career. I don't know how to even say <clears throat> the sales and the marketing side of a business is for a lot of people the least enjoyable and the hardest part and the part that they want to spend the most, the least time on. But mm. it's the time that will allow them, or it's the actual part of their business that will let them choose the type of work they do. Yeah. And a lot of people's sales and marketing is pretty much like based on the fact that they shot one good wedding that got them a couple clients that they wanted. And when you no longer have that good wedding, you no longer have the ability to get the client. Yeah. And so the biggest issue I see is that the referral trees dried up for people and the um, content-based marketing dried up for people. Yeah. So they no longer then, had the lift that they had from referrals and from having a sick video they did in Iceland one time. Yeah. And so it, it ends up being, they really actually have no way to generate business anymore 
They got lucky one time. They got a client, their friend, their beautiful supermodel friend said, let's go to Iceland. And so they created a great film because they're great filmmakers. But when they get back and like 2020 shuts weddings down and and they have no, they don't advertise at all. They don't do anything that actually generates leads. And then they don't have all the weddings are pretty much, I mean, let's be honest, 2020 weddings, some of them, of course, there's a type of filmmaker who's like, I love it. They're intimate and they make a film that works. Many of us, our films, they're not structured that way. They're structured off Mm -hmm. of like traditional epic parties. Yeah. And our films didn't happen. Yeah. Well, and anyone getting married, like, I don't, people don't want that. Most people don't want to get married with two people in the woods. Yeah. They want to get married. I did a couple uh, weddings like that. But sure. Yeah, I mean, elopements, right? Most people don't want that. Like, you can't. It's very hard yeah, to I mean, run you can a, look at the stats. For every elopement I do, I do, you know, 15. Very hard. I would not I would say if that's your business, you're going to be, and you actually do the business regularly, like, you're one of, like, a very small group of people who are able to askew yeah. epic parties. You live in the right place for, for so most people don't weren't able to get a new portfolio so they like if you're a portfolio driven artist and a referral driven artist 2020 was really tough for your 2021 yeah. and hopefully what you learned is you that's a good strategy you need that strategy but you also need either network marketing hopefully you pivoted and you yes. found another way to add in and now if you did what you ended up with was maybe a normal ish 2021 and then maybe you know, now you kind of have both those streams going and now your 2022 sure. is yep. probably going to be a growth year. And our then I network, think, you know, on the flip side of, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, my friend. Oh, you're, I was just going to say like on the flip side of, of what I was saying, like you have you guys, I, so I was just going to give you guys some praise, you know, so, um, but you have you guys who like, I remember on a podcast, I think, or maybe it was just a conversation we had, but I think it was on a podcast where you guys were saying, this was in 2020, like literally predicting, you were like, this is exactly what's gonna happen, kind of like what you said, we are gonna get slammed with weddings in 2021. You were like, we're adding people to our team so that we can shoot more weddings. Like we are planning to shoot, you know, maybe up to double the amount of weddings we do. And so we are making, you know, doing the legwork now to be ready for that. And then that's basically exactly what happened. And now you guys are going into 2022 with a new normal that is, you know, probably almost, you know, double your revenue. Yeah, I think our, our my biggest takeaway from 2021 was really um, creating systems um, and, and that, that allow us to survive. And, and, you know, it's one thing to have good systems and, and operate a good business, but it's also another thing to create really good art and, 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 and a good craft while you're extremely busy, right? And, and having good systems is that thing that allows you to, you know, take a minute and look at the work that you're putting out and be like, is this the quality that we want to be doing? So you're not just overwhelmed by just punching out, you know, work over and over and over again. It's like, is this the quality that we want to be doing at the same time? And so 2021 for me was just like a big year of like putting together systems. That means for us like staff, but that could just be like, Hey, I'm going to template all of my responses to my clients because, you know, it just allows me to save time and work on my edit a little bit more. Um, little things. Um, we went through everything back in like, I think last winter, it was probably like January, February, March. I was like, well, we're going to have to do a lot of this kind of stuff. Being able to put these systems together in in the winter of 2021 allowed us to be able to focus on our creativity. So I, I would say, yeah, we took a we did a big year this last year. It was massive. Uh, we did, like Jason said, 210 weddings. Um, but at the same time, I think we elevated our craft in general. Um, that has allowed us to raise prices significantly. We've probably raised prices 25% in the last year. Um, and also, you know, accounting for inflation and, and kind of the market, the growth market that we're in right now. We got Hux, our the, boutique brand off the ground. We got our, got our entry boutique. level ground yep. off the ground. Yep, yep. And and now we're doing, you know, aiming to do five super luxury weddings a year-ish in, in 2022. And then also 
probably doing, I think we already have 150 stop, go love weddings for 2022 and then doing, um, (laughs) and then doing probably 30 to 40 merriment films next year, which is our kind of low entry level, um, film, film. So, you know, growing, but also what is the quality differentiating between brands, differentiating between like markets, um, and then also just like for us, like this isn't, doesn't apply for everyone. And I understand we're like kind of a niche, um, in what we're trying to do and running this like massive, like behemoth, <laughs> crazy, huge business, but, um, but also just putting out good quality. So that that's, um, kind of the deal for, for why our don't you just, thing. let me ask you what systems did 2021 just kind of reveal to be just invaluable, like specifically. Um, I think um, what I always want to do is is I, I want my interactions with my clients to be quality, but I don't want a lot of quantity. <laughs> Essentially, like <laughs> my, my clients will waste a lot of my time. So when I interact with them, um, I want it to be good. I want them to get all of me. And that's mostly because they don't understand, right? It's not mostly because right. they're just like, right. most people just have normal questions that could well, be Well, and like for anybody listening to this, we've, we've, you know, mentioned this number multiple times, but if you guys are doing 150 weddings, 210 weddings, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Even if they don't, even if they each only take up 30 minutes of your time, just think about how much time that is. Right. Like, well, But I would also say if you're doing 10 weddings, most of your interactions with your clients that you think are super valuable probably could be done by a robot. Oh, I mean, a self robot. I would say I have like one very impactful, you know, interaction and the rest is, but anyway, yeah, I I was, I was just going to say with, with, you know, with that in mind, wanting to, you know, not talk to my clients every single day. Some people out there will tell you to do that. I would recommend not going that direction um, so that you can just focus on your art and focus on, you know, even personal development, whatever. Anyways. Um, so what does that mean? It means, you know, educating the client really well. So later on down the line, they're not going to have more questions for you. Um, you know, what does that look like? What do your systems look like so that you can bring up the things like, for instance, we sell raw footage. Most people don't know what the heck raw footage is. So like explaining to them up front. Also, re- I wrote a blog about it. So, you know, we're informing them. So it's like, hey, if you have questions on this, look at our blog. And m- most yeah. of the time that's going to answer kind of these questions. So systematically um, walking the client through the, the, the client experience I want them to have, where hopefully they don't have a lot of questions. Um, like what we do, guys, is like it's a really nerdy niche, right? Most people don't know what the heck you do with video. They don't know shooting. They don't know editing the way that we as professionals would kind of just take that for granted. So walking them through that and walking them through it in a layman's kind of like way, um, I think is pretty important. So I think a lot of what I've done, um, this is just kind of one area of, I think the way systems can work for you is just make it super simple. Um, you know, as far as your client interactions, um, also I, I have Catherine who's awesome. She kind of sets me up on all my phone calls, all my consultations. Um, for me, that's meant I've had to train her, uh, the, the way I want to interact with my clients and, you know, um, the, the information that needs to be conveyed. So that's another, you know, form of systems that I've had to put in play. Um, but at the end of the day, um, it's made it much more simple. Um, and honestly, my consultations even used to take half an hour. I'm noticing they're, you know, 15 to 20 minutes now. So just like every little thing counts, refining everything and making every little detail better, um, is a, is a big deal. So, so I think thinking about your clients, like, um, systematically, and that's an interesting thing because, because, you know, I could talk about hard drives or all the things that we think of as systems, which are not human, but like human systems. Right. And so thinking about your clients, like I would challenge you, if you have any amount of weddings, whether it be 10, 30, whatever, write down the questions your clients ask you. Like if you don't know off the top of your head and you just don't know how to understand, how to get systems, write down the questions they ask you consistently, write down the things that, that you have conflict over, write down the things that um, you think help you sell more. Like what are the things that are your clients needs, wants, questions? And just every time you get one in that category, put a little tick next to it. Those are the things that need to become systemic. Right. Or and systematic. It's, it's not just client facing. You no. Know, on the back end, that, that's one example that personally, like I've really worked on and it saved me a lot of time so I can focus on 
hopefully more of the art, more of, you know, developing our staff members to be creatives and artists. Um, but that, those are the things that will save you, you know, on the back end, you know, Jason is much more involved in like, you know, um, storage and, and media management and like the hell that that is. Um, but like Jason is saying, and, and Bobby's saying as well, like, no matter if you're shooting 250 weddings or you're shooting 10, like we didn't always shoot to, 250 weddings. You have to have these systems in play. Um, and, and I would encourage you to, to set your business up to have these kind of systems. Cause you know, when you're only doing 10, you can be a little bit more loosey goosey and just be like, I get to it when I get to it. And, and you know, everything is in my brain. You know, I, I know what my internal schedule is. I know what my internal systems are, but what happens when 2021 hits 2022 hits and you're like, I have to do twice as much work. I have to bring on a second shooter or maybe an assistant or whatever. You have to already have those systems in place so that other people can come on board and become a part of your ecosystem. Um, you and, could actually tell them, this is what we do. This yeah. is how we handle this. This is most yeah. of the time. Wh what happens there is you're going to bring those people on in crunch time and when you don't have time to train them. So you have to have those systems in play, like ready to rock and roll. And, and it's not even just for like, staff it could be for your accountant it could be for your lawyer it could be for anyone that it's you're real but it's board. also for your clients yeah, it's like totally it's it's not just what you tell someone or that a it, and we're not just talking about automation either right we're talking about like a system is and actually if you're interested in systems we're doing a class about systems at wppi called um systems for your photo video studio so if you want to Go over there. We have a code, Jason McCutcheon, which I asked them to make it wedding film school, but they made it Jason McCutcheon. <laughs> um, we're also doing a uh, sure, sure, a photo, yeah, right? <laughs> a photo walk with uh, Bobby, uh, Jared, and I about the basics of handheld filmmaking. So, um, if you want to head over to. Uh, weddingfilm.school forward slash WPPI and sign up. There's a little discount code for you and you can learn about like the systems that are the foundation of a scalable studio and you can hang out with us, do some handheld filmmaking basics um, and that'll be fun. But like I was saying, a system isn't just automation. It's, it's what you do and when you do it. And yeah. so it's not just doing things. It's, it's, it's the opposite of reactionary. And that's the issue with a lot of people's businesses, their pure reaction. Like if someone doesn't ask about um, raw footage, they don't tell them. If someone mm. doesn't ask about oh, what, like just anything in your business, Jared and I do our very best to have the same conversation with every client. Like yeah. we, we just had a conversation this morning about Merriment Films, one of our, you know, our, our newer brand. Um, which is kind of our most scalable business. It's our most um, accessible. And, you know, Jason was like, well, you know, what are we doing to make sure that, you know, um, people know what kind of music or, or they can select their own music. And I was like, no, no, no. Every single client I talk to, I tell them the pacing of Merriment Films is fun, fast. And if you don't like it, you can get out, you know, go, <laughs> go hire someone else. Every song like, is fast. Get out. Yeah. And, and that's like just a little sliver of a, a system that makes things easier on the back end so that, you yeah. know, our editors don't have to be like, should I choose a slow song or fast song? What will the client like? It's like, no, no, no. I already took that out of the equation. So yeah. just pick a fast song. Here's 50 that we have on the music bed saved in one of our libraries. Use one of those songs. Like that's a system that saves random number generator. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's number 24 on the list. Of yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> on the Rolodex of music bags. So. We, um, one of the systems we really invested in and I see this filmmakers, can you just understand storage, please? It's <laughs> it's like we have the most data. Like it's it's just so crazy right. to me when I hear people and they're like, "What's my problem here? I'm plugging to this four terabyte Western Digital USB three drive and it won't edit." And you're like, "Because every single thing about your system sucks." I'm doing a ten cam multi cam edit in six K. We yeah yeah off we my have, FireWire four hundred. Uh, I will break Whatever. down a system as quick as I possibly can, just so you can understand what, why this matters. So in, we had staffing things with 2020 that we were like, crap, we got to get the staffing things ready for 2021. We had, to, I knew we had to hire a salesperson. So there's all these things. One system I was like, if we don't get this fixed, we're going to be totally screwed was our storage. Our, per, our older system, we had a NAS, but it was really slow. 
Um, and the other, actually, this is one of the reasons we moved studios. Literally, we built this studio to get into a location that had Verizon 1G up, which is crazy. But Wi-Fi. we said Wi-Fi for those of you. Uh, so when we when we when we were planning for the photographers out there that don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for those yeah. who have to upload eight <laughs> gigabytes for a wedding or something. And then yeah. oh, it's taking thirty minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. We have to we have to upload a terabyte a day sometimes. So 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 we were like um, so I said oh here's what we need we have a remote editor in Illinois we have an editor at this one de- desk I have a. A, a station for ingest and two other edit bays. I need a supercharged NAS, super fast, and tons of storage with the ability to upload to the cloud quickly. So we invested probably ten grand in storage in 2020, and started building that system out. And then I said I need 10G Ethernet, which I probably I think I already had that installed. But 10G Ethernet, which basically that allows you to have fast transfers within your own studio. So mm-hmm. I can edit off of the NAS. So, so, cause, cause it doesn't really do you any good if you can't use it. And so we got that built. And then we also created um, a system for how our ingest gets handled. So within like a few, the day after we have all our weddings on Monday, we usually will have two to three copies, one in the cloud one on one local drive, one on our NAS within 48 hours. Yep. And so that means our remote editors can get going right away if they need to. That means if the place burns down, we have no liability. Think because the system is about liability too. And so we invested all this money in this one system and it literally changed our life. It is the mm. number it is the reason we didn't die. <laughs> in, in 2021 because we lost no footage. We had really no issues with anything. Everything is already backed up in the cloud. All our editors are humming and moving and, and they're, they're getting their stuff done in 12 to 14 hours with minimal time wasted on transferring back and forth. Like everything is moving. And all because I was like, I'm gonna invest in this system and it's gonna be important. It's not important today, it's gonna be important tomorrow. And I think that's what a assistant, like what Jared's really talking about. Um, and th- that system has a money value to me because I can say yes more mm. because I have that system in place. And a lot of people think about like, they talk about, the, oh, I only want to do five weddings a year, eight weddings, 10, whatever it is. And I asked a guy the other day in a consultation, he said, I only want to do 20 weddings a year. I said, why? He said, ah, the editing. I was like, why don't you just not edit? Would you be willing to do 25 a year? That's me. Yeah. Would you be willing to do <laughs> Would you be willing to do 25 a year if you didn't have to edit them? <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "So you're 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 equa- like you're actually making a false premise. Like what you're telling me is you actually don't have a system in place to allow you to make more money, not that you don't want to shoot more weddings." Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. Um, I, I think we turned down more weddings than ever <clears throat> just because the 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 client and their um, wedding doesn't really fit within our system. They'll be like, oh, I only want to do this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, we don't do that. You know, and, yeah. and, and you know, it kind of whittles down your ideal client, too, if you want to get into that. But, yeah, systems are the core. Of Whoever wants are. to do what fits into your world mm-hmm. is what it is. And I do think that matters. You shouldn't say yes to everyone. But what, what, what's your uh, main takeaway from 2020? Um, my, my big takeaway is just how much better the work is when you do more of it Hmm. and and how good you can really be even in the middle of the toughest environments like I just felt like every weekend we were just getting better and better and better and better and I just think like I was a little surprised I guess I don't know if how that what that would be a takeaway for anyone else but I'm sure maybe other people experienced it where like obviously there's that work-life balance side where like by the end of the year, no matter how good I'm shooting, I don't think that was a sustainable lifestyle. So I'm not saying people should just (laughs) shoot three times a weekend, but I am saying there's something to be learned for um, practice, repetition, being on and like doing better work. Cause I've heard people say like, Oh, if I do eight a year, that's my like sweet spot for shooting and doing better weddings. And I, ha- I guess after this year, I kind of find that hard to believe. I feel like 
you that's great for your lifestyle and you need to make that decision but i think the more you shoot the better you shoot that's just what i what i, I, the, I, I generally agree with that but i would also say like there obviously there's a limit to that but also like you know the people who are like yeah eight's my sweet spot and they're maybe i mean i imagine they're doing pretty like hyper creative awesome work or whatever where it's like that that yeah, what it really is is it, it allows you to live the lifestyle you yes, want. Yes, two hundred percent. I mean, that goes both ways. Where like that life, that lifestyle, and being able to live that might be what feeds into your your creativity yeah. and your work. I, I think it, I think it does depend but, on the work yeah. for sure. Like it, there's there's someone like Alex Douglas who's gonna do eight films a year, and they're ultra creative, and you cannot do a lot of reps because it takes so much of your brain power to just put together like these creative ideas because every film is so so different whereas you know i look at our company and i'm like we do because we get so many reps we are such the 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 quality that we can do in like september when we have tons (coughs) of reps under our belt is so much better than what we can do everybody knows that feeling of like knocking the rust off yeah you're just barely off the rust and so well i think about it like if you're doing like I always think I so I like I love like coffee. Coffee's like a huge hobby for me and I have my like, you know, over the top setup at home that should be like in a cafe and whatever, you know, and make an espresso every morning. And I love doing latte art. And I always think and I'm like, I get like a little bit better, but I do one, maybe one a day. And some days I don't, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I wanna just like go work as a barista for like a month because I crank out like freaking like 500 coffees and have so much practice that I just like nail it where it's like, yeah, if you're just like doing over and over and over, you can, you can refine so much and get so, so good. Well, it's, it's about creating something feedback points. And yeah. like you have this year, I saw so many feedback points for myself and my team that I was able to be like, just make these micro adjustments every weekend. Yeah. Like, Oh, so let's try this. Let's try. And by the end of the year, it was so fine tuned. Yeah. And I tend to think like there are people who have like, if you're charging 20 grand for your film, you don't need any of my advice. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't need anyone's advice. You've made it. But if you're like trying to learn, I just think it's a mistake for a lot of people they, in the, and like what they really need is more and more opportunities to figure out what they actually want to do and make it better. And I think like what I'm talking about with 2021 is like the value of craftsmanship, mm. the value of repetition and being a craftsman and seeing yourself as like someone who's an artist who needs practice yep. and not as an arrived being who's yeah. like, uh, comes with this magical perspective. It's like, we're, we're doing something that's technical. We're technicians, we're, we're craftsmen. We need to put One our could go and women so far as to say that practice perhaps makes perfect. Yes, <laughs> practice is—it's it, a value of practice and reps and like. Thanks ob- for coming, folks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, we'll and see I, you next. Yeah. But I get to see that in real time this year, and it was real in an, in a crazy way because you would think yeah. I thought the opposite was going to happen. I guess is what I'm saying. I thought we were going to start shooting weddings, and we would quote unquote get burnt out. Yeah, and just template them and not and do care a crap job, yeah. and, and it didn't happen at all. Like from the like the the shooters that we have that are like maybe doing ten weddings for us that are our newer guys, all the way to like, I cannot state this enough. There are people who shot their first wedding as a lead this year, not their first wedding. They've done a lot yeah, of weddings yeah. as seconds, and who, I'll bring up Victoria, Victoria, but at the beginning Shout of the year out. had had never led a wedding. She's a really good shooter now. Yeah, like. Like I, I tell my, like, I would tell a planner, like, she's going to come and do a great job for you. She's a good wedding filmmaker now. Yeah. And it's just like, you can get so much better, so much faster if you just give yourself reps and also reps that are close together. Yeah. So you can, I mean, especially on the shooting side. Uh huh. And like, yeah, that information becomes muscle memory. But I I just, I was just surprised because I thought we were going to get really crappy. And I've heard this about from a lot of artists in the industry who they're like, I'm doing great work. Mm -hmm. I'm doing awesome work this year. And it's like, you, I think a lot of us thought we were going to be all burnt out and suck. And actually, we didn't. And we have, and I guess the the motivational way I would say is 2021 taught us that like, there's a lot more inside of us than we thought. Mm. Like we can bring a lot more to the table than we thought. And a lot of our limitations that we put on ourselves were just limitations we put on ourselves. 
and when you business or whatever like that's kind of the like overarching lesson right there i feel like that applies to everything we all said mm-hmm. yeah it's like you can push through and if you can push through there's another level yeah yep there's another level to your business it's another another level to your shooting and your art and your client services and like 2021 like demanded it out of us and when we did it we were like oh wow like i'm sure a lot of people feel this way like oh we did it we made it through the year we shot all yeah. these weddings oh we shot awesome weddings oh we trained oh this is still my career path going yeah forward. like Sweet. we were uh, there's more inside of us and inside of our business and I, hopefully that was what you experienced if, if you didn't um you know then just, you just have to keep listening to our show and <laughs> so it, that, that, that's kind of 2021 guys like where do we see kind of the industry going moving forward do you want to do a little bit of uh round table on, on yeah that in general? let's do like a quick like 30 second right um i'll go first I think um, increased demand on wedding filmmaking uh, in, uh, in, cur- in terms of like more clients getting wedding films. I think we have to figure out how to interact with social media in a way that lets us play with the TikToks of the world, the fast content, while also maintaining our uh. artistry, which is going to be really, really hard, but I think we can do it. And I think also um, there are just great storytelling. The tools are making it so that we can just tell stories in beautiful, efficient ways, but are also artistically relevant. And we're all going to make more money. 2022 is going to be huge financially. 2023 is going to get booked up really quick for you guys. So you better get your crap straight and don't sell yourself short for 2023 because you're going to lose a ton of money. So if you start getting booked, raise those prices. What about you, Bobby? Yeah, I think that we are going to see more demand uh, for wedding films. I think that live streaming is here to stay to an extent. Probably not like Mm. we saw in the height of COVID, but uh, I think it kind of opened that window and made it more... Like, so much of it is just like, do people know that you can do that? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Interesting, yeah. Um, So I think that... I think that we saw... You know, I think in a lot of ways, 2020, 2021 probably shut down some businesses, but like we were also talking about... I think it also created like, look, there's always a wave of new wedding filmmakers coming in and old wedding filmmakers going out. But I think what we saw is like this fast tracked wave of very, very good filmmakers like cropping up. Yeah, bring the floor up. Yeah, like just, yeah, exactly. The floor has been brought up. Like the level of creativity has been just forced to be more uh or better or whatever and so i think we just saw this like general increase and you know there's gear to thank and stuff like that too but like this general upsurge in just like how good of content is being put out there um and yeah i think 2022 i think that's the year i know i mentioned for me personally like my 2020 2021 were kind of just like stagnant like flatline um, I think 2022 is going to be pretty crazy, and I think that's going to be a, a pretty big year for a lot of people. It's going to be big. Yeah. We, we yeah. say it all the time. Um, you know, wedding filmmaking is still kind of a smaller part of our industry. I think it's still only like 55 to 60 percent. I'd be interested to see the numbers um, this year after COVID. But I, I, I do agree with both of you guys. I think the overall market and overall um, industry will continue to grow. Uh, definitely some interesting, um, you know, filmmakers that are coming up. I'll be interested to see how their career is progressing. Uh, overall creativity continue to expand. Um, I think the, uh, an interesting thing that may happen in 2022 is the expanse of outsourcing as well, um, which kind of goes into running a business and, and, you know, that as an option, I don't think really existed before COVID for a lot of people. This was the year that kind of opened them up to being like, I need help outside of, you know, what yeah. I can do. Um, so I think that is and here not to stay. Going back. Yeah, I think <laughs> we, our overall infrastructure as a community and as wedding filmmakers has expanded a lot. We need more editors, by the way, in the world. In, in the world. I think the world of <laughs> and editing. In your, and in your company specifically. In my oh, company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want, yeah, if you want to apply, stopthelove.com uh, slash Just fill out the form, say, I uh, heard your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the, the overall infrastructure continues to grow. Um, I think the opportunity to make more money and make this a career if you're a part-time person um, is there more than ever. So, Well, really even excited. the idea of like specialist, specialist 
people who are doing, right I'm just shooting like real production, like right. wedding filmmaking being more like a run, like not like studios, like the traditional way where they just out, yeah. they hire somebody, but like literally people like I work at a wedding filmmaking company. Stop. I am a shooter. Your wedding film company, like a photographer. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I am this role in this company. Yeah. Cause I'm good at editing or I'm good at shooting or yeah. I'm good at like, I think wedding films are actually can scale way better than wedding photography. I agree. Mm -hmm. Run it like an actual studio. So, yeah. hey, so thank you guys so much for listening to the Wedding Film School show. Um, we are going to be doing our very best this year to be regular. Um, and we probably will be doing, and we haven't fully talked it all through, but we'll probably be doing uh, a, an episode every two weeks. Um, one other thing we were going to let you, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, which is going to be talking about uh, what's next for Wedding Film School. Um, but we're probably going to be only releasing the videos on our members area on our Wedding Film School channel, our YouTube, which is our main hub. Um, and then we're going to try some other ways to get um, podcast listeners involved. But um, no longer are we going to be releasing the episodes on our main YouTube channel. Um, but you will still be able to listen. Yes, yes. Just won't be the video version. The video version. So if you really yeah. want to see our beautiful faces, you can subscribe and you'll get some members content. There's other stuff you, we're going to be doing with you members want to see as well. The, uh, if you want to see the setup, the Jay and Jared setup right now. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's worth the five bucks. <laughs> yeah. But um, what I was going to say too is um, we do want to be connected with you guys in a more real way. And so please, the only way we know that this stuff is working is if you let us know. So please drop some comments connect with us, figure out, uh, follow us on Instagram at the wedding film school show. Let us know what you want to hear about over the next year. Um, because we're, we're going full speed ahead with this thing. So, um, if you're watching on YouTube, we love it. Thank you so much. We're assuming you're subscribed because you're a member, but you can hit all the bells, do all the things. Um, and if you're listening on a podcast platform, a review would be amazing. It really helps us a lot and lets the world know that this is valuable content for wedding filmmakers and wedding creatives in general so thanks guys for being on the show today you too it's good to hang out again yeah yeah Glad this is for uh, season two this is fun i always love doing the show and honestly i mean the more i hear feedback from people that this show is actually helping them launch their business career which happened a lot this last year um it just makes it that much more exciting so we're excited to be back on all right bye guys <laughs>